Hey, NASA, listened. They're planning to send a mission to Neptune. Awesome. Let's get into it. Earlier this year, NASA announced four new Discovery class missions that they were considering. These are low cost, rapidly built missions that will help scientists understand some mystery in astronomy and planetary science. One of these missions is called Trident, and it's going to be targeting the planet Neptune. And more specifically, it's going to be providing close up pictures of its largest moon, Triton. You're looking at Neptune seen close up by NASA's Voyager 2 spacecraft when it flew past the giant planet back in the summer of 1989. The spacecraft came within 5,000 kilometers of the planet's North Pole. Five hours later, it made its closest approach to Neptune's largest moon, Triton, passing within 40,000 kilometers of its surface. This brief flyby revealed a bizarre ice world that orbits Neptune in the opposite direction from every other large moon in the solar system. The moon is highly inclined to Neptune, offset by 23 degrees. It's believed that the huge moon, three quarters the size of our own moon, is actually a captured Kuiper Belt object. But when did this happen, and how? Voyager discovered that Triton has an atmosphere. In its ionosphere, the region filled with charged particles is 10 times more active than any other moon in the solar system. This is surprising considering how far Triton is away from the sun. It means that some other energy sources must be generating the particles. Triton seems to have a dynamic climate with constant snowfalls of organic chemicals like nitrogen falling on its surface, piling up into snowdrifts and glaciers. The average temperature on Triton is 38 Kelvin or minus 235 Celsius, which means that atmospheric nitrogen collects on the surface like frost. It has a south polar cap containing methane ice. But the most fascinating mystery is that Voyager discovered a faint hint that Triton has geysers, just like Europa and Enceladus. Does Triton have a liquid ocean surrounded by a thick layer of ice? Are these icy water worlds everywhere across the solar system? Did it always have a liquid ocean? Or did it form after it was captured by Neptune and the tidal interactions liquefied its interior? With so many unanswered questions, NASA is getting more and more serious about returning to Neptune and Triton. Back in January 2020, NASA announced a new set of Discovery class missions that it was considering. These include two missions to Venus called Veritas and Da Vinci Plus. If built, these two missions will map the surface and atmosphere of Venus in more detail than ever seen before. Venus is a terrible, terrible place, but definitely worth exploring more. Keep your enemies closer and all that. Then there's Ivo, which would be a mission to Jupiter's moon Io, the most volcanically active place in the solar system. The spacecraft would make close flybys to Io, helping scientists understand how magma is generated through the tidal interactions with Jupiter. Yes, please. Seriously, can you imagine even higher resolution images of the surface of Io than this? But the one that really caught my eye was Trident, a mission to Neptune and Triton. In June 2020, NASA gave us a few more clues about the Trident mission. Now, first, I need to address the name, Trident. Unlike most missions, this isn't an acronym or even a backronym. It references the Greek god Poseidon, aka the Roman god Neptune, known for holding a three-pronged spear called a trident. That said, 
NASA has said the mission will have a three-pronged approach to examining Triton. <sighs> for starters, the mission will be scanning the moon for evidence of water in all its forms, from the under-ice ocean to the rock-like ice mountains to the plumes of steam blasting out from its geysers. The second objective will be to view the 60% of Triton that Voyager missed during its flyby back in 1989. One full hemisphere of Triton has never been seen, and this time, Trident will see almost all of it. The third objective will be to help understand how Triton is such an active world so far out in the solar system. Even though it's 4.6 billion years old, like the rest of the solar system, the surface of Triton is constantly being refreshed. When Voyager 2 flew past, it saw very few craters, which means that the surface is easily less than 10 million years old. Observing Triton up close will answer questions about this moon and the Kuiper Belt objects in general. Okay, now we know the science questions. How will we get answers? How will the mission actually work? I'll get to that in a second, but first I'd like to thank Michael Stephen Bradley, Joseph Birnett, TJ Chapman, David, Bill Helmer, Sarah Michael, and the rest of our 860 patrons for their generous support. Want our videos early with no ads? Join our community at patreon.com universe today. If chosen, Trident will be a discovery class mission. These are low cost, rapid development missions that have been sent all over the solar system. Let me give you a few examples. The Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter at the Moon, which has given us the highest resolution images we've ever seen of the lunar surface. Mars InSight, which is currently on Mars, trying to understand how volcanically active Mars is today. Future missions include Lucy, which will be traveling to Jupiter's Trojan asteroid belt, and Psyche, which will be going to a metal asteroid. Past missions include Stardust, which retrieved samples from a comet, Messenger, which explored Mercury, Dawn, which visited two asteroids in the belt, and Kepler, which found thousands of exoplanets. Small missions, big science. If it all goes well, Trident will launch in October 2025, when the Earth and Jupiter are perfectly aligned, so the spacecraft can get a gravitational assist from the giant planet, increasing its speed and helping it climb up the gravitational well to Neptune and Triton. A backup date of October 2026 will provide the same alignment opportunity. The mission would then fly through the solar system for 13 years, finally arriving at the Neptune system in 2038. It will then have a total of 13 days as it flies through the system, capturing close-up images of Neptune and Triton before speeding off into the Kuiper Belt. This won't be an orbiter, unfortunately. This will be a New Horizons-style flyby, giving us a quick glimpse of the system. Maybe we'll come back later. During the flyby, it'll pass within 500 kilometers of the surface of Triton, 80 times closer than Voyager 2 got back in 1989. This means it'll actually be flying directly through Triton's atmosphere, measuring the particles from within. It'll get close enough to the surface of Triton to make detailed maps of its magnetic fields. The flight path will take it through Triton's shadow, allowing it to make observations of the moon's atmosphere. And the big goal is to reach Triton before 2040, because that's when the sun moves too far north in the skies to allow a good view to the plume activity on Triton's surface. Right now, we don't know which of these four mission proposals will actually fly. NASA said they're going to choose two out of the four by summer 2021. And I don't envy the selection team's job here, Venus, Io, or Triton. 
Pick two. I was 17 years old in my last year of high school when Voyager 2 sent back those first close-up pictures of Neptune and its moons. I was already a space nerd, and I remember that time vividly. And if it does turn out to be the Trident mission, then we'll see new images coming back from the surface of Neptune and Triton 49 years after those first pictures were captured by Voyager 2. Even though I'll be 67 years old, I can't wait to see them. What do you think? Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Here are the names of the patrons who support us at the $10 level and more. Want to see your name here? Support the work we do? Go to patreon.com universe today. Once a week, I gather up all my space news into a single email newsletter and send it out. It's got pictures, brief highlights about the story, and links you can find out more. Go to universetoday.com newsletter to sign up. And did you know that all of my videos are also available in a handy audio podcast format so that you can have the latest episodes as well as special bonus material like interviews with me show up on your audio device? Go to universetoday.com audio or search for Universe Today on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll put a link in the show notes. We did a whole video about another mission concept to both Uranus, Neptune, and their moons, a serious flagship mission that could actually go into orbit around one or both planets and deliver Cassini-like science of the outer solar system. And you can watch that video now.